Mark Rob, Alexa. Play Hyphen Nation episode 139. Getting hyphenated woman. Resuming gentle reminder number seven asking for help. Alexa. Play the latest episode of Hyphen Nation. Alexa. Play the latest episode of Hyphen Nation. Playing the latest episode of Hyphen Nation from Apple Podcasts. Resuming the latest episode, episode number 142. Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, daring, debonair host, Kellen Conley. Hyphenation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And also by Mark Rob, written by my semi regular co host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson. He writes prolific paragraphs while he pontificates on pop culture, among other things. He has a great Star Wars piece about the rise of Skywalker, which I've not seen yet. He's seen it. Spoilers abound, but it's very good. Very good. Yes, I read it. I spoiled myself. I had to. We'll discuss it soon, I promise, after I see the movie for myself. That's the marcrob.wordpress.com. Themarkrob.wordpress.com. Merry Christmas, everyone. I have stolen away from my family. Presents are open. People are relaxing, watching a Smoky Mountain Christmas. And I stole away from my family in order to bring y'all today's episode. So, Christmas was good. Christmas was very good for me. I hope it was good for you and yours or whatever you celebrate, whether you celebrate Kwanzaa or celebrate Hanukkah or you're not celebrating. I hope you're having a great day anyway. Morgantown Weather Report, 42 degrees. Feels more like 50. But it's quite nice out here. Quite the day here in Morgantown. And, you know, uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like coming up. It's December. I know that January has been when things kick in as far as bad weather goes. Looks like that's going to hold true for this year. But we're going to make the best of it. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by the little bit of water. Whoops. The little bit of water that is still in my water bottle. I may have had some drinks this morning. Not too much, though. You know, just a little bit. Kind of kind of get the spirit going. I actually, while they were playing the Golden Girls trivia game, because I love Golden Girls, but I am not up on my Golden Girls trivia. While the family was playing that, I managed to throw together a, a two-hour episode of Victory Jump Off Radio. So look for that in the next few days. 
If not today, we'll see how things go. Uh, so happy victory jump off radio. And it, it literally was just like, let me go through my external and throw this together real quick. So that's what y'all's getting. There's nothing fancy about it, but I think it sounds dope. More old than new, but that's not surprising considering how much new music I listen to. But let's see. Angel got me a new coat. She bought that for me while we were at Dad's a few weeks ago. So the, um, a new coat for me. I've been rocking my pea coat for a while now. Uh, I had this green coat that Matt gave me a, for years and years ago now. Uh, last winter, it got a couple holes and stuff, and I thought I threw it out. But apparently it's still at the house, so that needs to go. Can't even donate it. And got me a new coat. I'm going to start wearing that on probably tomorrow. I'll start wearing it tomorrow. And then... I got her. We weren't supposed to get each other gifts. The, um, have you heard about this? <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Where you'll say your significant other, especially after y'all have been together for a little bit, and you're like, oh, you know what? We don't have to get each other gifts this year. Let's let's just focus on the kid or on things we need and, you know, put it towards experiences together. At least that's how me and Angel say it. And, uh, man... She went and got me something. So I went out and got her a little something, too. Um, as y'all know, and this will be a nice transition into my next topic, um, we have, we've went back to church within the last year. Aaliyah's in Sunday school now. She's been in there for over a year. Went back to church. Angel's Catholic. I am not. But we've been going to St. Mary's in Star City, another, another part of Morgantown that is, has its own name. And Angel also joined a group. Um, a, a church group called Catholic Daughters. So I found this little cross ornament and I thought it would be cute for her because we always do, we always got our couple ornament ever since we've been together and then Brooklyn had his own ornament since we got him and then since Aaliyah's been born we get her, get her an ornament. Um, it's it's kind of like family ornaments so they kind of go in her tree. And... So I was like, I'm going to get her an ornament. And I was like, this is because we went back to, we've gotten back in the church. You're part of Catholic Daughters, kind of signify that. And she said she liked it, but you know. Like, oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I got you a coat and got me an ornament. No, I kid, I kid. She said she loved it. And then also, um, I got, I, I've been wanting to start my Funko Pop collection for years and years. I just never really pulled the trigger. I did buy a Spider-Man, like, early one before we moved into the house we're in now. And it was a bobblehead, but Aaliyah was very tiny, and I took it out of the box like a dummy. Didn't realize I should keep it in the box, but, of course, it's really hard to explain to a then, uh, shoot, a barely two-year-old to leave the Spider-Man bobblehood alone. So I took it out, and I was like, yeah, you can play with it, whatever. What you gonna do to it? Damn sure popped that head off of it. I had it glued at one point, but then uh, probably in the last six months or so, it got broken again after the glue, and the, sp- the um, uh, uh, spring is gone. So it's kind of a lost cause. I think I still have the head, though I, I may do one last-ditch attempt to kind of put it together. And then Matthew again... Actually got me an Ecto one with Winston in it a few years ago, and I opened that like a dummy. It was at work on display for a little bit when I was at my old branch, and now my new branch. They're like, the the rule is for decorating offices, you shouldn't do too much. Like less is better. They don't want you going all out and really customizing your office. Not that you're expendable that, but that's just they don't want you kind of overhauling 
the look that the that they want you to have in the office. So I don't I only have a couple things in my office. Um, I have like this crocheted spider that a, a former coworker gave me, and then I have a Spider Man that uh, he nods his head when the lights on him that my friend Valerie got me, and then my friend Mary, who's also a coworker. Um, she also just got me a little tiny Spider-Man. So now I got two little Spider-Man on my credenza and stuff. So it's real nice. Um, oh, yeah, back to the pops. Um, another coworker of mine got me for Secret Santa. And I put down that I wanted to start getting Funko Pops. And I have a little Deadpool uh, Funko Pop keychain that I've had for a couple years now. His eyes are now black. And the white parts of his eyes are now red. So he's a little worn down. <laughs> a little worn down. And then last year, my Secret Santa got me a Spider-Man keychain from Far From Home, which I haven't I haven't done anything with. I took it out of the box, but I don't want to put in my keys because I see what happened to, to poor old Deadpool here. So probably now what will happen is I'm going to try to fix Spider-Man. And then I'll have my Spider-Man out the box, my Ecto-1 out the box of Winston. And then I have a Spider-Punk from the Spider-Man game, which y'all know I love that game and I'm still playing it. Um, I haven't played it re in recent weeks, but I love that game. I'm actually on my second playthrough of the DLC now. I'm playing it backwards. And then Angel um, got me a, a little um, Funko Pop of Vegeta. Vegeta's my favorite Dragon Ball Z character, has been for years. I, I love Go Goku and Gohan and, and everybody else, but I've always liked Vegeta, even though he came in initially as the antagonist. So, um, I got that. Look, I don't have much time, alright? So let me just say something real quick. My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call it because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore, and the juggalo culture. So yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button, okay? Got that? Cool. Now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. And then mother-in-law hooked me up with a little cash and then a, a GameStop gift card. So your boy also got a GameStop fun or, or game or GameStop gift card from the same co-worker who got me the Spider Punk, Tia. So now your boy's gonna be able to get Jedi Fallen Order, which will be my first new game purchase that's not used actually at all. Because I, I, when I got the PS4, I wanted it for Spider-Man. I got the Spider-Man Spider edition last Christmas, uh, PS4, and then came Spider-Man. And then since I've picked up a couple little games, and Gary, who's been on the pod and is my fr and friend of the pod, he also let me borrow some games. So I messed with them a little bit. And I bought 
NBA 2K14, realized there's no franchise mode, got NBA 2K15, bought two different used copies from GameStop and could not get that thing to actually fully load into my PS4, bought 2K15, played that for a little while, came back to Spider-Man, and I haven't bought anything since. So the only games I've really had my eye on is I don't want to buy a new NBA 2K. I, there's no point. I enjoy the older games more. They're always cheaper. And when I play, I, I play the play franchise mode or um, what what mode is that? Is that's not my team. That's um my league. So that's the mode I'm always in. Um, whenever I'm playing NBA 2K, so I don't care if it's old. I still love my NBA 2K13 franchise that I lost when the damn thing crashed on me last year. Uh, I had that long-standing Charlotte Bobcats when I was working towards, and I finally had a good team, and then the whole PS3 crapped out on me. So I started a new one, and I played around a little bit with that, but I, I enjoy the older 2Ks. And newer football games just don't do it for me, man, as realistic as they are. And and I know that Madden has – EA and Madden has cornered the NFL market and no other um, companies can make games. I really just don't enjoy – the Madden games like that, so I I tend to not actually play those. Um, I'll go back and play my NCAA College Football 2004, my PS2, or I'll break out my All Pro um, Football 2008 that I got from my PS3 that I, that I was playing a few years ago before we moved to the new house, and then I'll play my NBA and my NFL 2K5. So I have plenty of options to uh, play different things, you know. But I just don't want to pull the trigger on a new game. Like, there's so many much more important stuff. And I don't. And when I play, I have such limited time that if I'm playing something, I really want to focus on one thing. So um, I definitely want to get Detroit Become Human. Still want to play that for myself. Love that game. I, I, so I got to get that. I know the price has got to be great on it now. So we'll see about that. I want to get... Um, oh, what was the motorcycle game that... Uh, that came out not too long ago for PS4. Let me, let me, let's see. PS4 Motorcycle Zombie. <laughs> That's what I'm going to put. And it's called Days Gone. I want to get Days Gone. I watched that whole playthrough. Shout out to Rad Brad. Rad Brad was one of the first YouTube gamers I started watching because I started, I had gotten, uh, I had gotten The Walking Dead Season 1 for PS3 and I was afraid and I don't say I was afraid I was gonna get the shit scared out of me, so I started watching ahead with him, and then from him I discovered Swing Point. But now Swing Point, he mostly does Twitch and then posts like live videos on YouTube. I don't want to watch him play Spider-Man over the course of six hours. I like things being broken up, and Brad has always stayed really true to doing a good job of that. He will um, do like an hour of the first part of the game, then he'll come and do uh, like. 20, 20 to 25 minute parts of each section uh, going forward and I watched Days Gone with him and I'm really excited about it and I actually started watching his Jedi Fallen Order um, he's playing a couple other games but none of them really leaked out at me I know he has that uh, one game that one series that he's been playing Death Stranding I think that's the one with uh, Norman Reedus I think um, as like the main character he, he's been playing that I'm still, I don't know if he's beaten it at this point. And let's see, there there was another game that he played not too long ago that I feel like was kind of a big game. Let me see here. Uh, Need for Speed Heat. I'm not a Call of Duty Modern Warfare guy, so please, uh, that ain't going to happen. 
So yeah, he, he's done. He's on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. He's still doing Death Stranding. He played Mar Call of Duty, the Resident Evil remake. I have no care about that. Uh, but yeah, I started watching his Fall Jedi Fallen Order, and I was like, oh, this game's great. And so I messaged my friend BG, who I mentioned I went and did Extra Life with at his house. I said, hey, you played the new Jedi game? He's like, oh yeah, man, you come over and play it whenever you want to. And if you got this, that, and this on your computer, you can just stream it, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh man, that's super awesome. So... Angel heard me talking about that and told Janice, and that's how I got my GameStop gift card. That's a roundabout way to say that. So I'm going to be making some new purchases here in the near future. So looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. So next topic, we'll go right into church. So we went to, we went to uh, not Midnight Mass, because our church does not do the actual Midnight Mass. And thank God with Aaliyah. Uh, our mass is at 8.30 last night. And on even on the religion episode, which I, I did a few months ago, and I talked about us going back to church and my experiences with religion and whether or not I, I would convert to uh, Catholicism and, and everything like that, I'm sure I mentioned uh, a gentleman called uh, Father DeBacco. And Father DeBacco is... Um, he, he's the reverend father his official title was reverend john v debaco jr and he, he's he's the priest and I, i've mentioned before how for years and years and years every time i went to church the pastor would get up or the reverend or the priest would get up and be like just like this bible passage blah 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 Think about it as that applies to your life. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it, but it just wasn't hitting home for me. It's like, this is supposed to be the inspirational part of this whole, of mass, of, or, of, of uh, church service, you know? I, I never got it. I was like, how is this? How is this? doing anything for anyone you know and there's and there's times angel would walk out when we when we went to our old church like i feel really good and i i really appreciate hearing what what the priest said and everything i was like oh that's good yeah i want to say I, I didn't do anything for me but then i, I didn't and I, we talked about this before where it's like i don't want to blame that on the priest itself maybe it's just because i haven't been raised in the church and things like that and me not understanding look i i know the stories in the bible i i i'm not gonna say i'm an expert by any means i'm not gonna say i'm well read by any means but i know the stories of the bible and and what they are all about and so when somebody says just like jesus walked from one place to another and help and this is just me speculating and help four people who needed their help and then then also when Jesus turned away from somebody who had everything and was asking him for help for more for and they just wanted to be greedy maybe you should apply that to your life and it's like I don't want to say it's common sense but it kind of is common sense like duh <laughs> look I, I get that there's selfish people all around the world I'm a very selfish person at times I'm being selfish right now because I was like, I have to leave my house and my family to record the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast for y'all for for release. And and so I get it. I completely get it. 
But Father Debaco reminds me of a gentleman I talked about again on the pod. There's a there's a lot of um, callbacks to previous pods, so hopefully you read up. Uh, there was a broadcaster, sports broadcaster named Papa Joe Chevalier, that me and my dad discovered. I discovered him first in '96, and then me and my dad listened to him pretty faithfully up until the time I left the house to go to college in Kaiser. And Papa Joe was an older white guy who just, he just got it, man. And he, he had people call in and he, he would always start out a show and whenever he came back from top of the hour, bottom of the hour, sit there and do his 10 minute spiel on whatever topics of the day. And, and Papa Joe was incredible because for me, it was just Papa Joe in the booth with his producer. I think he mentioned his producers and stuff from time to time. He was on this network called One on One Sports and eventually moved to the Sporting News. And Papa Joe passed away a few years ago. But Joe would just get in there, man. And he would just be very matter of fact. He'd get to the point. He he wouldn't argue with people. So if somebody came in with some blazing hot take, he was smart enough to validate their statement but then he wasn't dumb enough to argue them down and then he did this awesome thing on Wednesdays called bite me Wednesday where he would let people call in and literally complain about different sports things or different things in their life and then end the call by him and say you can bite me and it was very cathartic for a lot of people and for it was funny as hell father debacco reminds me of him because the main event of mass for me because I, I don't take communion. Um, I, I sing the songs because I want Ali to see me singing the songs and, you know, participating in church. And I, I say that and with your spirit, all, all, all the things that you're supposed to say as mass goes on. Excuse me. All the things you're supposed to say as mass goes on. But when after Father reads his reading because there's the first reading which is done by a parishioner I think that's the right name word and then the second reading is done by the parishioner and normally there's a song in there in between and let me let me just say for a second I I have fun because the, they'll do the first couple songs and they want everybody to sing all the words they'll get to the middle song in between the first and second readings and the cancer will come up to the um will come up to the uh They'll be on the, what was not the stage. (laughs) It's a stage, but it's the altar. Come up to the altar, and there's like a a little, um, uh, a little pedestal with a microphone and everything there. And they'll walk up to it, and they'll they'll start singing the the song, and then they'll raise their hand and want the whole um, everybody in the crowd to join in, and then they'll sing the verses. And so I have a little bet with myself every Sunday. To see how many verses they're going to sing, because there's these songs that we don't, we don't, we can't see the verses. So if it was in the book, we would literally be taking up like two or three pages before all these verses. And the cancer will go in, and they'll be like, "What? All right, that's the first verse. That's the second verse." And and most of the time, it's only three verses. But some of these joints have four or five verses, and. They, they'll just go on and on. And I'll be like, man, I, I wonder how they uh, decide these things. Because I always find them fascinating. So last night, 
I'm sitting there and I'm like, she starts singing it, the cancer. I'm like, oh, I bet you this joint got five verses. I said four, and I thought it had, and then I switched to five. Ended up being four verses. And we were all we were singing the Christmas songs, everything, because obviously the reason for the season is to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Whether you believe it was on Christmas Day or not, that's up to you. Um, there's things out there saying it's not. I don't. Doesn't matter to me as long as we're close to enough to Christmas being Christ's birthday. Then that's all that matters to me. So finally, Father will come up and do his reading, and then he'll. He, he's older and he's had a couple of bouts with cancer. And so instead of him being at the altar, literally uh, preaching, he will, um, and standing there or whatever, because I've seen different things where they literally sit and stand there and preach from the stop. He goes and sits in his chair. And I think, I think Father Gary, who also used to be part of the church, I think he sat in that chair too when he, when he was there. I can't remember if uh, the other guy did it, but the other guy was trash. So he's no longer there. Thank goodness. Father Zbaco started talking and walking back to the seat. And it's like you're just having this conversation. And I'm like, so from this reading, you can take this, that, and the third. And then he'll start spinning it right into real life. So there, there'll be times where he'll mention, like, you shouldn't be building walls. I can tell he's definitely an anti-Trump guy for an older white guy. I do not think he's a Trump fan from from a religious perspective. So I appreciate that. I know there's some of you out there who want to build walls. You shouldn't put walls up. Keep people out. That's not the way, you know. There was this one point recently where there was a, a gentleman uh, of our parish who would, um, he would come up to take communion. And I'd always watch him. And he would take a knee and let the, um, and I think he would, I think he would put his hands up. I don't think he would make him feed him, but he put his, he'd take a knee, put his hands up. And then one of the helpers or whatever they're called, assistants, God's assistants, father's assistants, God's property would give him the bread. And then he would take the bite and then stand up, go back to see with his kids. Father DeBacco apparently didn't like that. Now, apparently there's some churches that, when you're brought up as a Catholic, that they are like, you should, when you're getting, when you're taking communion, take a knee and take communion that way. So everybody has their own traditions and backgrounds and everything. Father DeBacco just straight up called homeboy out one day. He's like, you don't have to make a big show of, of being, of, 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 uh, what you're about and everything. He's like, do you think it matters if, uh, if, uh, how, how you, uh, take communion or how, if you come up and take a knee or anything uh, whether that's important or anything and I looked at Angel and I was like yo because the dude literally sits behind us couple rows up he's a super nice guy has a beautiful family and a wife and everything and he's like yo we just called him out in front of the whole church and when he went up to get communion he ain't taking a knee and I'm fairly certain I haven't seen him take a knee since I was like, dang, Father DeBacco is a savage. And I, I've i heard that despite being a man of the cloth and a priest, he's still very much sitting in his ways. So if he feels a certain kind of way about something, he, he's going to let you know about it one way or another. And he's also not somebody who will be at your beck and call. <laughs> 
Father Drabago got his own schedule. He's on his own time. And if he can fit you in there, that's all what it's all about. I've went up to this man oh, under five times. Like when he used to come out and sit in the um like the front of the church, like out outside of the actual uh main section of the church and greet people at the beginning of uh, mass or after. We go up to him like, Thank you, Father, great mass, you know, um, great homily. And he's just like it's very much for show. He he'll smile and say thank you and everything. And then I slightly last night after church, I was like, "Do you want to go tell Father Debaco Merry Christmas?" Because I wanted to go say something to Father Debaco because of how good his homily was. But me still being weird about it, you know, I didn't I didn't want to go up there on my own. So I brought my kid, and we up there, and she shook his hands like Merry Christmas, Father Debaco. He's like Merry Christmas, and I said Merry Christmas, Father, and he's like Merry Christmas. And I think Angel and Nikki came up behind us, too. And he's just very, very, very Christmas. I'm only doing this because I have to. I'd rather not. <laughs> but, you know, but the homily was based on what Christmas is all about and, and thinking of others. And he told this story about this little boy who had a neighbor. And the little boy was out playing in the snow. It was a snowy day. Mom came home with groceries. So he helped his mom um, bring in groceries. Even though he didn't want to stop playing snow, he helped his mom bring in groceries. And then he said, go take these to your neighbor next door, which wasn't weird. He always took the the groceries over to the neighbor next door. And he he liked his neighbor. She was a sweet old lady. And he always always took the groceries over to her. And then um, he'd help her put them away and everything because she uh, used the cane and everything. So he's very helpful to his neighbor, and he would put things away where she asked him to. And so on this day, and then she would she would give him a dime, and he'd always try to refuse it, and she'd always be like, "Take this dime," and he would go to the candy store, which was next to her house. So it was one of those places, like small town America. So he would take this take the dime over to the candy store and get something, and then this is their routine. So on this snowy day. He really didn't want to go over there, but he he went over there anyway. And he helped her with the groceries and put them away. And she made a comment about, I bet you're anxious to go out there and play in that snow. And something in him, for some reason, even as a child, he just realized how lonely she was, especially because it was close to Christmas. And... Instead of him rushing back out to go in the snow, he decided he wanted to sit and chat with her for a little bit. So, um, I think they may have had some cocoa or something. And they just talked, and she talked about Christmas when she was a child and everything. And they just sat there and talked for, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. And, you know, when he's done, he's like, she's like, oh, well, I don't want to keep you from the snow anymore. Uh, go out there and play. And he's like, okay. And she started reaching his pur- her purse. And he said, once again, he's like, you don't have to, because his gift to her was going to be, I don't want to give you, I don't want to take your money. I want you to keep your money as my Christmas gift to you. And she insisted and she gave him a quarter. So he, he, uh, of course, made his trek over to the, the candy shop. And he's wondering why he was going to spend his whole 25 cents on a comic book or on a bigger, on a bunch of candy or what was he going to spend it on? And he looked and saw a Christmas card. So he bought 
the Christmas card for his neighbor. And he borrowed a pen from the clerk so he could sign his name in it. And he went back to his neighbor's house. And he gave her the Christmas card. And then it just said, Merry Christmas, love, Franklin. Whatever his name was. I don't even know if Father Tobacco said his name. And she was just so tickled that her paying it forward got repaid to her by this small child who didn't have didn't have to do this that he found it in his heart to give her this Christmas card with the money that he had earned from her for helping she was just incredibly tickled by it all so happy tears welling up in her eyes thank you so much and the little boy went back to his house and played in the snow and life went on and then Father Devaco, because I, I was afraid, there was a couple times in the story where Father Devaco was like, he knocked on the door. Like, oh man, she's not going to answer. She answered the door both the first time, two times. Then he says, the ambulances, ambulances came a few weeks later. Mother had said that she had passed in her sleep. Next to her, where she had died peacefully in her sleep, was her lamp which she always left on while she slept and that little boy's Christmas card and Father DeVacco could not hold it together there was not a dry eye in that church surprisingly enough me, Mr. Crying Nation held it together I, got, I definitely got teary I didn't, go, I didn't ugly cry like I wanted to but there was not a dry eye in that church. And the way he held that whole crowd captive with that story about finding love in your heart on Christmas, the way he held everybody in the palm of his hand, it was bigger than just a homily. It was bigger than just spreading the word or giving the message of what Christmas was about. He's my favorite part of church. Knock on wood, he's with us for a long time. Because the other people they brought in there has not moved me. It's been fine. But Father DeBacco is an orator and he's a storyteller. He might be curmudgeonly and he might be a dick sometimes to people. But he's a fabulous priest. And the way he delivered his message and the way he held the whole crowd in the palm of his hand telling this story and then allowing himself to completely break down in front of everybody, like couldn't get the words out. Crying. He was crying. And then, I mean, he's going to do this again. I think there's a couple Christmas Day masses. He's going to have a, a do it again today. He's probably done it a few times already today. And I don't know if he's going to have that same experience that he had last night. But watching him be that vulnerable and that human in front of everybody like that was beautiful. Because not to say Papa Joe ever did it, broke down on the radio, but 
Papa Joe came off as very human to me. He was not without his flaws, but he was such a great storyteller and narrator that even when he's talking about the Yankees killing everybody in the late 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, you wanted to hear what he wanted, had to say about it. And Father DeBacco is the same way. And immediately I thought about myself and sitting here telling y'all about my moms and telling y'all that about that Dwayne Wade commercial or when I was telling y'all about how much Stan Lee meant to me and I couldn't keep it together when I didn't expect it. When I was just talking about a guy who had a few ideas in the 40s, 50s, 60s that became this entire company's flagship characters and how much his work affected me a black kid who was born in northern Virginia who got moved to nowhere in Cape and Bridge, West Virginia how much those characters have meant to me as a child and being able to tell y'all and tell Stan hopefully how much he meant to me and then Anthony making fun of me, that was crying nation. Ha, 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 ha. Or the Dwayne Wade story, that was crying nation. That Dwayne Wade commercial showed that he is more than an athlete, just like LeBron says. And that story that Father DeBacco told showed that he was more than just Father DeBacco. More than a priest, more than a reverend, more than the cloth, more than just the figurehead of St. Mary's Church. Roman Catholic Church. He was a person telling a bunch of close friends a very personal story. And watching him break down was tough. But you could also tell how much he believed in what he was saying. It was incredible. And I gotta say, last night was the best Christmas Mass I've ever been to. I've been to some stinkers. We've been to late ones where I was bored out of my mind. No seats sitting next to people you don't know. But last night was special. Like, the band killed it. Normally, it was not a full band. Like, what you, if you go to the 11, the 11 o'clock mass on Sundays, you'll get the choir and maybe a couple other extra instruments. There's always the pianist. And then uh, on Sunday mornings at 8.30, there's no choir, but you'll have the trumpet player and the pianist and then your cancer. But the band was killing it for being a white-ass Catholic Christian band. They, they, they brought it. The music was beautiful. The singing was beautiful. It was the most well-done Christmas Mass I ever attended in my life. I walked out of there feeling something. And I hope that when you listen to me sometimes... I know I talk about a lot of entertainment news and shout out to the Apple Apple podcast charts. I think my highest was 28th on the on the entertainment news charts. Shout out to y'all. Thank you. I hope that when you sit down to listen to me sometimes, especially when I'm by myself, and when I'm sitting here looking at my numbers and the plays aren't looking good, and I'm like, man, I really thought I had a good episode. I hope that y'all take away something 
that the reason you even turned me on in the first place was not to hear me talk about the rise of Skywalker or Donald or, or um, you know, not having my wedding band on. I really hope that when y'all listen to me that y'all enjoy the storytelling and the way that I do things and how much passion I have for this. Because if I can come across even a little bit the way Father Zabago came off or Papa Joe Chevalier, then I have to consider that a win. Next topic. It's not too far from the original topic. (laughs) Which is Christmas. Merry Christmas again, guys. So, I want to, I'm trying to think of a couple Merry Christmas stories I can share with y'all from my life here. So, (laughs) I got to say, Natalie is five. And she understands everything. I mean, four was good. Before, I also think I was I stayed up really late. Last night, I we were up later. Like we didn't get back from mass. Like mass is at eight thirty. I don't think we actually got home home until like after ten. And once we got everybody to bed and everything, it was like ten thirty, ten forty five. And we went to went back to the room and. I was watching Frasier and eating because I hadn't eaten in a couple hours. I didn't eat before we left the house. And sitting there watching Frasier. And then I I wanted to record the pod last night, but I was also like, man, if I start recording even at like 11.15, it was actually way later. So I was thinking that Angel was still awake at about 11.30. So I was like, if even if she goes, I'd sleep the next 10 minutes. And I go to record a pod. I'm going to have to record until like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was like, I don't want to do that to myself on Christmas Eve. So I watched Frasier. And ended up uh, stopping at one point. And I, I ended up rolling over, falling asleep. And my whole plan was, I was like, alright, I want to I wanna get up early. Like, like I realize now that I... As a, I just feel so much better when I'm able to get up before everybody else and have a little time to myself. And I'm going to have to start figuring this out next year. Well, I'd like to start figuring it out sooner than that. Even, I mean, even if it means losing a couple hours sleep, like if I can go to bed at a decent time and then turn around and wake up an hour or so before the girls have to be up, and just be awake and have some coffee and relax and scroll my phone. I feel like I'll have my days will be so much better if I just take that small amount of time before the hustle and bustle of the day has to start. So I'm gonna really start doing so. I wanted to wake up before everybody else. And it kind of worked out that way. 7 a.m. hit, Brooklyn decided he started wanting to walk up and down the hallway, even though he'd been out late. He comes up to our door, turns around, goes back down the hallway. I'm like, all right, lay down. Because I'm like, all right, if he's up, as long as he goes and lays down, I will get up and take him out. And then I can have a little time. 
right back up the hallway and then Angel's like do you want me to let him out? no because I wanted to get up anyway so I got up and threw on some clothes went out there let the dog out and then I started making my coffee and I knew probably from the front door and the fact there was light coming in her window that was where I'd probably wake up Aaliyah because normally she wakes up after 7 o'clock she's any, any given moment she could wake up even with the late night especially Christmas Day so 7 on Christmas Day was pretty awesome <laughs> daddy mommy <laughs> so my coffee's running I go and pop our door open make sure Angel's getting up and she is so I go and get Aaliyah carry her across to our room I'm like well let's wait for mommy before we go out there and see what, what's out there and mommy puts in her contacts gets dressed comes to the bathroom puts in her contacts go out there and see what Santa got her and the, just the magic and the joy on that kid's face man I really wish there was a way for people to never stop believing in Santa I've been trying to rationalize the idea that there really is a Santa in my head for years. I know it's all pretend, but I'm a professional wrestling fan, so I don't have any problems suspending my disbelief. <laughs> but just seeing the smile and the excitement of what she got and the feeling that there was this jolly old man who came from the North Pole and flew all around the world last night and delivered gifts all around the world I know that some people are like bah humbug fuck Christmas Santa's not real sorry maps that's a shot I love you I promise I do <laughs> but I I cannot take that away from from Aaliyah and I wish we never had to take it away from kids we go we, what we do though is we give her smaller things from Santa not, not everything's for Santa. And then there's gifts that are from Uncle Christian, Aunt Nikki, Mommy and Daddy, Nan Nan. You know, we go through the whole line so that the bigger gifts are from actual people. And she realizes that people went out and bought these things for her. But then that Santa also came through with these other things for her, too. So I guess you could call it less thing to blow whenever that day does come when she finds out. But I like to believe in Santa and I like to believe in the spirit of Christmas and I know that Jesus is the reason for the season but the magic it can bring for kids is incredible now to look on the other side of that though I also know there's a lot of kids out there who believe in Santa and then wake up to nothing that their Christmas wish didn't come true so I get that as well, that we want our kids to understand why Santa only picks certain people. And in those situations, I, you got to be real with them. Parents bust their asses all year long or whatever it is to try to get this gift or get something meaningful for their kids for Christmas. And it's their choice whether they want to keep that idea of Santa alive or not. But I I just can't imagine telling Aaliyah knowing already that 
Santa isn't real. And I don't know how much longer we have. Aaliyah is very sharp. She's five. I want to keep it going. We don't do the elf. Because <laughs> the elf, act, the one of my coworkers, her daughter, found the elf on the shelf. And the elf is supposed to come from the North Pole and everything and report back to Santa. And the elf was in a box with decorations. She kind of put two and two together. And she was ten. So that's a rough way to find out, but you just want to keep that magic going. I'm watching Aaliyah this morning. It was really gratifying to see it all come together. And we had a nice morning opening gifts and everything. And one Christmas that stands out for me was I was going to be spending Christmas with um, my mom, with Barbara. And this is when I still live in Winchester. So this is like, I feel like it was like my last Christmas in Winchester. So... We're talking uh, 91. And this is when my mom was living with um, our family friend, Herman, which is, a, he was only a couple streets away from where my dad lived. And so I was over there for a couple days prior and stuff, and mom had wrapped some things, this shiny wrapping paper. And I think she'd already put Kellen on them. And so mom wasn't always with me when I was in her room. I would go in her room and be watching TV back there, be watching Nickelodeon or something like that. And I went back there to her room and I was hanging out back there and I was like, man, let me peel this tape here. And thankfully, if it had been regular paper, I would never pulled it off. But this paper was a little bit stronger, held together a little bit better. So I took a little peek and I saw I got the Ninja Turtles sewer, like the, the hideout, the playset. I was so excited. And so when I got to open down Christmas morning along with my new Ninja Turtles man, I loved that thing. The playset was dope because the, it had a top. Like where the, there was a sewer entrance, there was a side entrance with a pipe where they were supposed to go in at from underground. And then there was like a telephone pole that they could swing from. And so you could battle up top above it. And then under and underneath there was like a little layer, there was like seats and there's like a little resting area for the turtles. And there's all kinds of stickers and everything else. It was just so dope. And I just remember having all kinds of fun with my original four turtles and Splinter and then them getting invaded or that would always be home base, you know? And they go to battle and they come back and lick their wound, tend to their wounds. I say tend to their wounds, they're turtles. That'd be a little weird. Tend to their wounds and, you know, it was just in April we'll visit. That was one of the best Christmas ever when I got that, man. I spent hours using that thing. And when I moved, I had I spent hours playing with it. And I don't know what ultimately ended up happening to it, but I love that sewer playset. That was awesome. And it's funny that that Christmas sticks out the most <laughs> to me because uh, I, I feel like I've, maybe I haven't mentioned it, but the, the other Christmas I remember with mom was the first Christmas um, after I had moved and mom lived in her apartment at that point and the weather was real bad and maybe the weather wasn't really bad maybe I'm mixing up times but I think that was the Christmas that 
she got me the Game Boy, or maybe she got me the Game Boy for my birthday. I don't remember. But she also got me the Mutating Raphael Ninja Turtle action figure. And I was reminded of that because when I went up to Steel City Con a few weeks ago, I saw one and I picked it up and I was trying to stand it up. And I immediately remember why I never liked my Raphael because he would never stand up because his shell was so damn heavy. Because that's where you turn him into the turtle and stuff. I remember giving me that. I feel bad because I had plenty of great Christmases. Lots of He-Man toys and Chuck Norris action figure and G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtles from my dad and from Bonnie and things like that. But that Ninja Turtle playset really stuck out to me. And then I'm going to tell y'all about my worst Christmas memory. Because it wouldn't be hyphenation if I didn't embarrass myself. So this is Christmas... Was it 95? 96? When was this Christmas? I don't think it was 97. I'm going to say it was 95. Because this is before... Because I know... Chad was born. Yeah, so... Back at home in Cape Bridge, my uh, stepsister and her then-husband, and then Chadwick moved in, which Chadwick is my nephew. Chad was born in 94, so Chad might have been two at this point. So, 96. And they had all kinds of stuff for Chad for Christmas and stuff, and, like, all the Christmas stuff was set up in the living room that year so when you first moved in the house because there's like my side of the house that had like the cv room and my room and, my, and then the room where they were staying at my stepsister and her husband and then the bathroom there and then you go through the tv room and then there was the tv the christmas tree set up in the actual living room that year close to the fire and everything and i remember that uh i had actually gotten my dad a christmas gift and dad always hated gifts in general probably because they were always shitty <laughs> i mean he he was he was never a tie guy he never had to wear a tie you know so it was never i'm gonna get dad a tie or socks or anything like that you know so i'd always try to find him something so i, I had picked out scrabble for us to i was like i don't get scrabble because we enjoy playing board games together we can play we can play some scrabble we don't have scrabble that was gonna be my christmas gift so i had wrapped it and was in my room for weeks and Chad had Christmas candy. He had one of those little candy canes that was filled with M&Ms. And me being a 12-year-old kid who had no boundaries or self-control. And yes, I'm 37 and I still have no boundaries or self-control. <laughs> I had trouble staying out of the candy. So I don't think it was just the candy. But I had started picking at Chad's m and just a little bit, every now and then. But there's still plenty in there. And I think I just went a little too far and didn't realize it. So, I don't know who saw it first. But eventually it was realized that I had eaten most of Chad's t- candy cane that was filled with m ms and we had all, with the family tradition at that point is we would all make the trek over to, I'm not sure where Uncle Freddie lived at this point, but Uncle Freddie was uh, Bonnie's brother, my, um, was uh, mom's brother, Bonnie mom's brother. 
and the family would all gather at his house for Christmas Eve. And there would be a couple of gifts opening for the kids, spend time together, see everything. And Uncle Freddy has always had money. And back then he was married and a stepson Jason and his son Devin with his then wife. And we go there and they always had the coolest video games and they had like a whole playroom that had like pinball and a basketball hoop and stuff like that. One of the little basketball game shooting hoops. And so we would go and uh, I was always excited to go Uncle Freddy's and we would go drive through the neighborhood. Maybe he lived in Edwood, Edwood, West Virginia then. Drive through the neighborhood and see all everybody's Christmas decorations and stuff. So on the way down, I'm like, oh God, oh God, something's wrong. I just, my stomach is killing me. It's cramping everything else. And I don't know if it was the M&M's or if I just caught a bug or something, but I felt like shit. So I'm in the backseat of the car and I can't remember if, if Sabrina and my stepsister and her husband and Chad had came at this point, but I'm like, oh God, I feel, oh, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. I feel horrible. So it was me, mom, and dad in the car, and I was just like, I feel bad, I feel bad, I feel bad. So we got there, and I felt a little better. And so I was like, okay, I can do this. So uh, the kid, I always went to go play Jason. Jason was closer to my age. He may be slightly younger than me. And we go play, and Devin was still a baby at that point. And you know, I was just like, oh, I don't feel good, I don't feel good. I was like, I'm just gonna go use the bathroom. So I used our guest bathroom. And I want to say the first time was okay. Came out, I was fine. Then it hit me again. I was like, all right, I'm going to go again. <sighs> if you're weak of stomach, you may want to skip ahead five minutes. I got super sick. And I mean both ends. Couldn't control it. Like I had been drinking too much. Both ends white bathroom pristine and I'm just ruining this motherfucker and finally at some point I had to get somebody I was like help I'm so sick I'm so sick blah 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 and so I destroyed this bathroom I felt bad for my then um aunt aunt by marriage cause I fucked that bathroom up I was just so sick and so eventually I remember we left I came home, clammy, feeling horrible, everything else, went to bed, and everybody's like, oh, he just, he caught something, he caught something, and nobody's like really blaming me at this point. Like, he caught something, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it sure does. <sighs> well, I woke up and I felt better, but it was a brand new day. And yes, I mean that in the Spider-Man sense. Because everything had turned. Everything was like, oh, poor Kellen. I can't believe this happened to you on Christmas Eve. Well, someone had discovered how many M&Ms I'd eaten. And it must have been a lot of M&Ms. Now that I'm thinking about it. I could have been sick from M&Ms. I really don't think so. I thought I think I caught something. But the M&Ms didn't help. They discovered how much M&Ms I'd eaten. Of Chad's. You stole from a baby. How can you? Blah, blah, blah. How could you? Because I'm 12 and they were there. You know? I'm not proud of it, but I did it. And so, everybody's mad at me. 
Chad's too. He doesn't know enough, know any better to be mad at me. Mom's mad. Dad's mad. Sabrina's mad. Mark doesn't care. <laughs> How could you? Blah, 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 blah. So here's what my dad had me do. He's like, every time you open up a present, I got this kindling here. And if, for those of you who don't know, kindling is like stuff that you use to start a fire because we had a wood stove. Still have a wood stove at dad's house. And you use the little wood to kind of get the burn going and it catches the bigger wood so you can actually get a fire going. So he's like, I have this pile of sticks here. And every time you open up a present, I want you to break one of those sticks to signify how you broke my heart. So every present I got, snap, snap, snap. And I just feel terrible. Terrible. Horrible. And then I try to give him this present. He wouldn't open it. He made me put it in my room, still wrapped. And he made me keep it as a sign of the pain that I had caused everyone on Christmas. And that thing literally sat in my room for months, unopened, untouched, other than me dusting it. And you had to dust my own room as a kid because I had ruined Christmas for everybody. So I don't know if it was the M&M's. I don't know if I caught a bug. But I do know I, I shouldn't have been eating the two-year-old's candy. And I ruined everybody's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hey, hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime, and stuff? Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And then, Mark Robb, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson, writes prolific pontifications about politics, movies, music, you name it, he's written about it. Again, I encourage you, once you've seen The Rise of Skywalker, please go see or read his piece about it it's very good you won't regret it unless you don't agree with him but still it's written very well whether you agree with him or not and that's the m-a-r-c-r-o-b.wordpress.com again that's the mark rob.wordpress.com give people their flowers while they're still here tell people how much they mean to you while they're still here i told y'all about what happened my friend amanda last episode you never know when it's their time to go that little boy from that story that I told you Father DeBacco told us about, he didn't know that his neighbor, his elderly neighbor lady, would be passing away shortly after Christmas. But he told her how much she meant to her. He got to give her her Christmas card. That was his version of flowers before her time to go. 
give people their flowers while they're still here. Call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother. Even if he's a jerk, you should call your sister. I'm not, but that's on me. That's my business. And I can't get a hold of my brother. So again, that's on me. That's none of y'all's business. Um, <laughs> call your aunt, call your sister or uncle, call your cousin, call your call your third cousin, call your godfather, call your mother, hug people, kiss people, hug your kids, tell them how much they mean to you and how important they are and what they can, there's no limits to what they can do, all that stuff. It's very important. And try to have genuine interactions with people, genuine good, genuine good interactions with people. You never know what the next woman or man is going through. Your kind words could save their life or someone else's life. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. For sure. Hyphenation can be found, found on all kinds of podcasts, listening platforms, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, if, In fact, I did this other day. If you say, Alexa, let's see if I can get it to work. Let me show y'all. Real easy. Alexa, play hyphenation. Here's a station for you based on the... Nope. Alexa, play the latest episode of the hyphenation podcast. Sorry, I don't know that one. Alexa, play hyphenation on Apple Podcast. Okay, here's Stitcher. Playing hyphenation of six-minute vocabulary. Support for this podcast and the following message. This is embarrassing. Zoom phone is a top tier. Stop playing. Alexa, stop. Paused. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. Playing the latest episode of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. The Bill Simmons podcast podcast. December 23rd, 2019. Moment of Thing Edition. It was time. Two weeks late. Sometimes you just got to give America what they want. America, here is your (laughs) podcast about a podcast. As far as we know, America's number one podcast. What is this? About the Bill Simmons podcast. Yes. Wow. Alexa, play the Hyphenation podcast. Sorry, I don't know that. Well, you're supposed to be able to say, Alexa, play hyphenation, and it plays it. Let's try this. Hey, Google, play hyphenation podcast. Sure. Playing the latest episode of hyphenation, hyphenation, episode number 142. You're the best of all of us. And it's trying to play. It's thinking about it. It's buffering. I don't know why you're buffering. There we go. Just like that. So that's cool. So you can do that. Let's try Alexa one more time. Man, Alexa, you're making me look bad. Play the latest episode of Bill Simmons. Playing the latest episode of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast. The Bill Simmons po- Why? Who? There is a Bill Simmons podcast podcast. Oh my God. I don't want to listen to that. 
play the latest episode of Hyphenation. Playing the latest episode of Hyphenated Woman. Gentle reminder number seven asking for help. Alexa, play Hyphenation on Stitcher. Sorry, something went wrong. Please try asking again. Hyphenated woman, oh my God. So you're supposed to be able to say, Alexa, play hyphenation. Here's a station for you based on the song. Alexa, play the hyphenation podcast by hyphen podcast group. Sorry, I don't know that. I don't know. It's supposed to do it. Maybe it won't do it on my phone. (laughs) It worked the other day at home, okay? I said, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Bill Simmons podcast, and it played it. Let's try it one more time. One more time. Alexa, play the latest episode of Hyphen Nation. Hmm, I couldn't find Hyphen Nation. Try asking me to recommend a podcast. Alexa, find podcast by hyphen podcast group. I couldn't find any songs that match your request. Alexa, play podcast. Sorry, something went wrong. All right. (laughs) Why? Oh, things to try. That's that's so embarrassing. Alexa, how do I play podcast? For help with a question, go to... Oh, never mind. Golly. You sure helped me out a lot, Alexa. Jeez. So now that I've thoroughly embarrassed myself... I'll try it again at home just to see if it works. But you can find Hyphenation on all those platforms. If you can't find Hyphenation, let me know. Or any of the other podcasts brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. And I'll be sure to put it on your favorite podcast listening platform. Please leave comments. I'll read them, good or bad. You can uh, subscribe to whatever platform you want to use. You can uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you're on the Apple Podcast, or even if you're not, swing by there and give Hyphen Nation five stars, please. And thank you. If you want to contact me, behyphen at gmail.com. That's B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. At behyphen on Twitter, the behyphen on Instagram, hyphen universal on Facebook. If you want to go through hyphen podcast group, you can do hyphen podcast group on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Instagram, or hyphen pod group on Twitter, or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com okay apologies to Mark Hell Fultz we ran out of time I know it's Christmas but I gotta get back to my family I've been gone long enough I'm gonna start getting calls pretty soon like what are you doing it shouldn't take this long you say you only need an hour and you've been gone for like an hour and a half what the hell are you doing so yeah sorry Mark Hell my bad I'm really mad about Alexa so guys Thank you so much for listening to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, episode 143. Means the world to me. Every time y'all press play, an angel gets its wings. Not really, but it does make Kellen Conley smile. So thank you. We're going to keep it rolling. Things have been good. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode, man. Hope it wasn't, I don't, you know what? It wasn't too religious. I just told y'all about Father Tobacco and why he was a great, why I cared about his homilies. And I told y'all about a good Christmas experience and a bad Christmas experience. So I hope each and every one of y'all have a Merry Christmas or have had a Merry Christmas because you're going to hear this on Thursday. And I hope that it was everything you wanted it to be. And keep that same holiday spirit going forward. The New Year's right around the corner. And that's it. I say all that to say this. Alexa, play the, I wasn't ready. Alexa, play WTF podcast. Hmm, I couldn't find WTF with Mark Marin. Try asking me to recommend a podcast. Alexa, recommend a podcast. I couldn't find any songs that match your request. Recommend a podcast. I couldn't find any songs that match your request. You're listening to the Hyphenated Woman Podcast. I don't want to listen to that. I'm your hostess. I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. I can't believe Alexa. Let me say that a little gentler. Take a swig of water. Swig of water for the working man. I say all that to say this, guys. Thanks, y'all. and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.